0: Good morning. morning. I have a little better voice today. We'll see if it'll last an hour. I wish it wasn't 35 below or whatever they say. Because this, today, some of the best material we're going to find in all of Acts or Luke Acts. And we're going to hit something that when I found it and did a whole bunch of research from the Greek including the Old Testament Greek Bible. I was just amazed. And so today there's a theme we'll see, and it's going to have to do with the idea of visitation. Visitation. And uh, Luke really makes a big deal about visitation. And the, the English Bible doesn't always give you a clue that that's what's there. And so when I followed it through the Greek, I was just amazed. And all the way from Luke 1 to the end of Acts, visitation is a theme. And let me tell you up front, so I'll get your mind going in the direction where we're going to be. Visitation, Greek word is skeptomai, and I, I went and looked it up. I took the word skeptic and went into a etymology dictionary and found out that it actually is derived from skeptomai. It doesn't mean they mean the same thing, but you'll see the connection. So it, it has to do with God coming on the scene either through someone or directly in a theophany. And it's almost as if... He's coming to do an inspection. And you see that in the Old Testament. Like at the Tower of Babel. Remember God came down. What are they doing here? It's an inspection. And when there's a visitation, there's always a a fork in the road. There's always a dividing line. When there's a visitation... There's a great opportunity for salvation. But there's even a greater opportunity for damnation. When there's a visitation, you're not going to be neutral. So I'm going to tell you all of this up front. So when we get into text, your mind is going that way. And actually, what happens in Luke Acts is that stephen is going to be accusing the jewish leadership of not recognizing the their visitation and luke says that you did not recognize the day of visitation and so by the end of this class you will know what a visitation is and what it does in regard to salvation history and you will see I don't think I can get through this whole powerpoint I know I won't but we'll do it another time to finish it that Stephen's speech is a key central part of Luke Acts two volume work Stephen's speech I never realized how profound this is I was thinking in my mind, "Oh yeah, seventy some verses or whatever. When I get there, I'll just summarize." Then when I got there, I started studying and looking at it and bringing out the reading and go, "Oh my, there's no way of summarizing. We've got to get this. This is fantastic." I called Eric with my croaky voice and said, "Eric, you got to see this thing about visitation. It's exciting. In fact. Now that Are you here now? I am here. Yeah. Could you come here? I got it. I'm got i on a short leash. Yeah, okay. You get your own mic. Okay,
1: gotcha.
0: It's turned down now. Just You can Try sit it there. Out. It's got a long enough cable, I think. Okay. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, hopefully we don't get feedback. Try it. <clears throat> How's that? That looks Whoa, good. Oh, you sound good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe you should teach.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I'll turn it down. Okay, go ahead. We play the game, who has the
0: worst voice? Yeah. And, uh, whoever... Yeah. I'll turn it down until I call on you. All right. Well, I'm going to do it right now. Eric, read Acts 7. Just go 23 through 27. Gotcha. It says, when he
1: was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian... He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day, he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside,
0: saying, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Eric, you have a good translation. It said, visit. Okay, this illustrates what I just told you all. Moses visited, but it was really God visiting through Moses. And they did not recognize the visitation. It said, who made you rule over us? And on this first visitation of Moses, they reject him. And they reject their day of visitation. But there's going to be a second one when Moses comes back 40 years later when they recognize their visitation and God uses Moses to bring them to salvation. And this is throughout the Bible. When there's a visitation, you have salvation or you have judgment, but you're not going to have neutrality. Hang on to your hats. Here it is. Skeptomai, my Epi is a prefix upon, and it's also often used to intensify something. doesn't change the meaning, but intensifies it in this case. When he was 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. See, if he didn't, before I read this dozens of times, and I didn't look it up in the Greek, I just thought, okay, Moses came, and I know the whole story, and last week we talked about the Ark of Bulrushes, and, you know, the life of Moses in Stephen's speech is divided into three 40-year segments. And so this is the end of the first segment. And some English Bibles may not even have skeptomai translated visit, or episkeptomai. And I can see why, because you wouldn't think it could be some other synonym. He came to see them, or he came on a trip to Egypt to check on his, you know, brethren but this is thematic and this is profound because it has to do with Jesus Christ and his visitation and Moses is going to illustrate that and Stephen is using Moses to convict the Sanhedrin of not listening to God. Okay. So when he was 40 years old, it came into his heart. There's God's providence to visit his brothers. And I have a whole bunch of verses here. And right here, right now, we're going to explore visitation. Eric, yeah. you got a oh, mic? Let's. I'm going to have. Let's just going to wreck you for preaching. No, no, no. I'm good.
1: I, I All can right. still
0: go. All right. You got your afrin and all that stuff? Yeah, I got it all in me. Yeah, I got it all too. <laughs> Eric and I keep the cough drop people in business. <laughs> There's another term I want to mench- mention that's found in the Greek, play rao, and it literally says, it says that he was 40 years old. There's an unusual word. It's not the verb to be, but it's play rao. Fulfill. You got it. So it isn't just that he came and saw them. It isn't just that he turned 40. But there's a fulfillment, play Ra'o, showing that God's purposes are going forward through Moses' life, which divided into three 40 years. So there was a fulfillment which made a time for a visitation. Whoa. I'm reading that. I remember I called you, Eric. Wow, wow. How come I didn't have Logos Bible software 40 years ago? Oh, they didn't have it. They started using the Greek. Hold on. Brian, to, to Dana there. I was just going to say, with regard to those three 40-year periods in Moses' life, it's been said that um, Moses spent 40 years thinking he was somebody, 40 years finding out he was a nobody, and then 40 years finding out what God can do with a nobody. A good one. (laughs) Amen. Very good. That definitely is an astute reading. (laughs) He's already got it. So we have a fulfillment. Now, let's look up visitation. I'll have Eric read a bunch of these. Eric, you can get them right off the PowerPoint, but Luke 168. Yeah.
1: I'll Just back up one verse. It says, and his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, so this is John the Baptist's father. It says, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And then in verse 78, he continues, he says, because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high
0: to give light to those who sit in darkness Hallelujah. in the shadow of death. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Now, I hope you've been following me. Some of you weren't around when I started preaching Luke 10 years ago. But in Luke Acts... Luke lets us know who are the spokespersons for God we should listen to. And the way Luke does that is by saying some descriptive things about the person. Now, in the case of Zechariah, Luke said, filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll see later, Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit, preaches the gospel. So what Luke wants us to know is that Zacharias is a reliable witness. He's filled with the spirit. God is speaking through him. And we need to listen to what he says. He's prophesying. And he says that God visited, right? There's our term. There's our word. And the sunrise from on high... Is Messiah
1: where's that from yeah you know I know it's in Isaiah 60 and I think it's in Malachi 4 as well uh, back there and you know right after that then too he mentions to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death and I think that's referring back to Isaiah 9 uh, the first to receive uh, Naphtali and Zebulun they were the northern tribes in Israel they were the first to see judgment at the hands of the Assyrians because of their breaking covenant they were going to be the first to see the visitation of Messiah. That was God's promise.
0: Yes, and see, that's another thing Luke does. Yeah. For instance, in Luke four, eighteen, Messiah comes into the synagogue in his hometown, and he opens, they hand him the scroll, and he starts reading, and it's Isaiah 61, 1 and 2, And Messiah says, today, this is fulfilled in your hearing. There's a visitation. There's a fulfillment. The purposes of God. Now, we are being told by Luke that Zacharias and Simeon and John the Baptist and Jesus are reliable witnesses. They speak for God. Listen. Listen. You'll learn uh, or Luke seven sixteen. Gotcha.
1: So this is the raising of the widow's son. It says, in the, I'll just back up one verse. It says, and the dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people.
0: It's the truth. Amen.
1: That's right.
0: And so when God comes on the scene of history, from Malachi to Matthew, we have 400 years with no prophet. Mm-hmm. And they knew it. There's actually a passage in intertestamental literature where they had to decide something, and they couldn't. And they said, well, we'll just leave this until God sends a prophet. He, the first one he sent was John the Baptist. 400 years the difference between the Jews between Malachi and Matthew and modern day Christians was at least they knew they had no prophet <laughs> <laughs> they weren't making it up so when John the Baptist shows up it's a visitation Luke 1944
1: Luke 1944 gotcha
0: and always the, feel free to comment. Sure. This is the Jerusalem account, isn't it? Let's see. This is the salient passage yeah. in Luke Acts. Pay attention.
1: So Jesus just gets done weeping over Jerusalem. I'll just back up to verse 42 or 41. It says, And when he drew near to this and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Wow.
0: And time there is kairos. The appointed time. Yeah, crucial moment. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, if you want one section... If you weren't sure you understood the idea of skeptimi, yeah visitation or visit, read that one.
1: Yeah. Hey, Bob, you know, I think a good, go case, I think a good case can be made, too. This is the 10th day of Nisan. So when Jesus comes in, that's lamb selection day. So if you go back to Exodus 12, the Jews have been required to select a lamb without blemish every 10th day of Nisan for hundreds and hundreds of years. Christ comes riding into Jerusalem, not just on any day but on Lamb Selection Day, the 10th day of Nisan, and they reject the Lamb without blemish. And he says, you've missed the time of your visitation. So it's very profound that here they missed the Messiah, they missed their aton-
0: atonement, and they were going to pay for it. Exactly. Here's one more, because there's a range of meaning. If you can look up, Eric, um, Acts 120. Oh, yeah. And I want, to, want you to see something that I think will shed even more light on this idea of episkeptomai, mm-hmm. visitation, or visit. Wow. Mm-hmm. The idea was appointing someone.
1: Right. I'll just back up to verse 17. It says, For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man acquired a field with the reward of his wickedness, Talking about Judas. And falling headlong, he burst open in the middle, and all his balls gushed out. Verse 19, it says, and became known. It became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called in their own language, Akeldama, which is the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it. And it says, let
0: another take his office. Office. All right, here's another use of our word. Epi, here it's uh, episcope, to to visit or look after. It's also used of an office as well, an office. And episcope, or episcyptomai, is uh, used where we get our word Episcopal. Episcopos. So now, let your mind dwell on this. my visit. If you go through the Septuagint, in the Old Testament, you'll see God coming on the scene, and it's a visitation. Jesus came, it was a visitation. Luke 1944. God visits. Now, someone put in an office to care for the church is God by proxy always being there visiting. Yes. Oh yeah. So an episcopos, a presbyter or an elder is responsible to God to be his agent on the earth to look after the well-being of his flock. And if we read the Holtz Bible about that and get the context, it's either good or bad. Judas had an awesome responsibility but he abused it and he ended up judged. Okay? Just like the false shepherds of Israel, they refused to do their job. So an elder is an awesome responsibility, and it'll either mean being faithful and caring for the flock, being God's visitation in a sense of, all right, skeptic remember the term in English, if you look it up in etymology, it goes back to this skepto in Greek. Skeptic, you don't just assume everything's okay. That's where the connection is with our modern word. I don't know that we want to label elders skeptics. But only in this sense. I'm skeptical in the sense that if somebody's called a pastor or something's called a church, I don't just assume it's okay. Somebody's got to inspect. Huh. And if it isn't, it's the, pres- the Episkeptomai, the Episcopal function of the elder to check it out.
1: Yeah, thank you, Bob. Uh, this is Eric Fredrickson. Uh, actually, this is just a question. In other words, we have the word skeptic And that seems to connote a negative thing, you know, but it might be that the word skeptic should really be interpreted in a neutral way, where it means you know you're going to be discerning, you're gonna you're gonna really take it seriously as to whether it's true or false, you know. I think I I
0: thought about that. Okay, you keep the mic if you want. I thought about that, Eric. Maybe it means elders have to be from Missouri. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: so really, <laughs> I guess that the thing is to just really make it clear in my mind, maybe we should look at the word skeptic and, and have a neutral connotation to it. It well, just means that you're going to be discerning.
0: We would say that in our approach, because like when we were talking the other day about evidence for the resurrection, we want people to be that way. You should come, if you're not a Christian, and check out what we claim. Well, well, we're not just wanting to be like, well, because we're Americans, we can have any religion we want. Well, that's nice, true. But we're not saying, oh, we have a resurrection because that's our right under the Constitution. It doesn't matter if there ever was one or not. That's not what we're saying. We're saying, you be the skeptic. Examine the claims like that uh, uh, guy did back in 1905, who moved the stone, Morrison. We examine all the evidence, and we believe. If you're from Missouri, show me. In the end, you'll see that the claims of Christ are true. What Stephen is preaching about Moses really happened in time and space in human history. There was a Moses, there was a visitation, and God used Moses to be the person who's at the headwaters of Western civilization. Not the Greeks moses ideas we were i just mentioned the constitution we hold dear and we rightly so that the constitution is more important than some politician and we're all allowed to say show me okay and the idea of having a written authoritative document that has more authority than the king is found in Deuteronomy. Isn't that chapter 17? And when you have a king, he needs to have a copy of this law and read it. That idea didn't come from the Greeks. It came from Moses.
1: Um, you know, it's interesting about that. You know, we're seeing not just the in our day and age, I think, the collapse of America, or at least a very big problem with America, but we're seeing the downfall of Western civilization. And just as you said, Bob, Western civilization is built on Moses, and it's in the Old Testament that we see individual rights are important. Thou shall not steal means that individuals have rights. Well, as governments become Marxist, you lose individual rights, and the rights turn into the rights for the state. Well, notice when you look at the law of Moses, the individuals protected, not the state, And so you're absolutely right. Western civilization is predicated on Moses, and it's being crushed right now
0: by the Marxist left throughout the world. So, yeah. Yes. Good for you, Eric. So it's good to say, show me, even if you're a Minnesotan. Show me. What's it say? And so in regard to Christianity, the... Episcopi, the the presbyter, or excuse me, the overseer, is supposed to do that. But the overseer is under the scripture. We believe in the authority of scripture and the priesthood of every believer. So the elder is responsible to God to make sure that whatever is going on in the church is according to God's will in the Scripture that's the visitation it's how God works it's how he keeps track is that something let's go on let me read I'll read one myself maybe my voice just needs to get stretched <laughs> Acts 6 3 We're, if we don't get any further than this one slide today I'll still be <laughs> very happy You're going to know more about visitation than anybody anywhere. Because I haven't heard this explained very clearly. And that's why I got so excited when I found it. Acts 6.3. I'm reading from the net. But carefully select. The word there. Episceptimi. From among you. Brothers. Seven men who are well attested. See how you have to inspect? Full of the spirit and of wisdom. Whom we may put in charge of this necessary task. Episceptimai. So, concerning the church, we need to get it Right acts fifteen fourteen acts
1: fifteen fourteen I'll just back up to verse twelve. it says, and all the assembly fell silent and they listened to Barnabas and Paul as they related what signs and wonders God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they finished speaking, James replied, "Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take them from a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, just as it is written, "After this, I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen, I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord, and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from old. Yes, man so visited.
0: it then Acts, thir- verse 36 says, "Let us return and visit." the brothers in every city.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Paul said that to Barnabas mm-hmm. in verse 36. Okay, so episkeptomai, or word, or sometimes just without the prefix, skepto or skeptomai. Mm-hmm. So, rather than assume all these churches are fine, they're called church, they must be okay. says church on the outside. no, we're going to do an inspection not to be mean but to make sure things are lining up with God's will that's revealed in Scripture with the gospel with the truth of atonement with what a church is supposed to be about so even in the book of Acts they just didn't take it for granted I just had a little interchange I wrote an article this week, so there'll be a new CIC coming out. And, uh, but anyhow, i interchange with a dear brother who writes books and tries to get people to see what's wrong with purpose-driven and all this stuff. And he's been able to get in contact with the heads of evangelical denominations. And the answer that he gets almost always is that he's a sinner because he's skeptical. Oh, we've got this great and glorious denomination and thousands of churches and all these pastors. And then my friend says, yeah, but they're teaching error. And here's the evidence. Oh, you're just divisive. But what they don't know is that God uses people to do His visitation, not to make ourselves pompous, because we could do it wrong, and we we'll end up like Judas. Oh yes, well, that's stricter judgment. We should be humble and sober-minded, but by the grace of God, they're going, why? But we have the tools with the scripture to know what is and isn't the gospel and what is and isn't a godly church and what God wants elders to do and what God wants the people that are overseeing to be looking for and doing and so when you do what's required simply what they did return and visit the brothers in every city Where we proclaim the word of God and see how they are, and if we read the epistles, sometimes Paul did that, ended up writing an epistle because they weren't doing good. They got into error. Corinthians. He didn't visit Colossae. but Colossians, Galatians. Read the epistles. It's a visitation. We're being inspected what are we doing how are we doing it what's important to us what's on our lips in what spiritual state is the congregation and is the gospel being preached there's your visitation James 1 says this is pure and undefiled religion In the sight of our God and Father, to visit orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. We as Christians are to visit orphans and widows to see if they're surviving, to bring compassion and love and mercy and help it's a visitation god cares for the well the contrite and the brokenhearted today this morning i turned on fox news channel like i do in the mornings and i saw that the pastor was released from iran and i praised god and i said right there thank you lord Thank you, Lord. There was a visitation. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, 36. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited, same word, me. I was in prison, and you came to me.
1: Say, Bob, you know what's interesting about their, they were sick and you visited me, he says. Going back to James 5, when you have sick people, the elders are to visit them. And what it really shows is that God's, exactly, God's favor is still with them. And so they're anointed with oil because there's magical properties in olive oil. But because being anointed with oil, David says it in Psalm 23, you anointed me with oil. It's a sign of having God's favor. Yes,
0: they're, good reading. Good reading. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad you don't drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, we get a cough drop. Great, great reading. That's exactly right. It isn't magical. It, when we have elders pray for the sick, that's God visiting and looking after their well-being. It's a visitation. Okay. I think of some of these things that come under the term of revival I get the emails wicked false doctrine blasphemous false doctrine and they're saying we're having a revival come to our meeting God is here you know if God did visit them there'd be severe judgment because they abuse the sick if you haven't you should avail yourself of Justin Peter's ministry. He's so good about, remember him? So good about that. They're abusing the people they should be helping. So that's a visitation, salvation, or judgment. You're my reader. Sure. Ezekiel 34:11. Ezekiel
1: 34:11. got it.
0: He uses in the Septuagint, mm,
1: wow.
0: epi- Skeptimi, our word that we're learning today wow. Episkeptomai. Ezekiel thirty four eleven. go ahead alright it says for thus says the Lord
1: God behold I I myself will search for my sheep and will
0: seek them out visit them wow. and if you read the context what was going on in Ezekiel 34
1: yeah he's railing against the bad shepherds yeah
0: bad elders yeah they had bad shepherds bad elders What's one way you can tell a bad elder or pastor? They want to fleece the sheep. Yeah. 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 I need a Cadillac Escalade. Who's going to pay for it? I can't be seen as a pastor running around in a beat-up old car. Is that why the flock is there? No. Is that why God visits through Epis, Episcopoi, overseers? Oh, he visits to see the welfare of the sheep. The shepherds of Israel were abusing them. And so God said, I'll have to come and do it. I delegated this to you. You goofed it up. You wrecked it. So I'm going to come myself. It's bad for those shepherds. Yes. I was thinking that I'd like to bring the doctrine of election into with visitation because the visitor would always be the initiator. He's initiating what's happening. But he makes possible salvation, but sometimes they don't recognize it. Okay, Deuteronomy 11, 12. You want to do that, Eric? Sure, no problem. And we have... These are all verses that have this word that we're studying today.
1: Well, I'll just back up one verse. verse 11, it says, But the land that you are going over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, which drinks water by the rain from heaven, a land that the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are always upon it from the beginning of the year to the end of the year.
0: Cares is... Episkeptomai, visits, looks after, make sure there's peace, shalom, sometimes meaning salvation even, well-being, well-being, goodness. God cares for you my dear brothers and sisters. He cares for you more than any human could ever care and he's brought a visitation because we're living under the air of the gospel and we have an opportunity to believe and have salvation and God appointed elders from the same word overseers to if they do their job correctly Make sure that you're fed pure spiritual food. I grew up on a farm and we had livestock. And when you had livestock, you were responsible for the well being. We didn't have sheep, but we had milking cows. I'm thinking of the 50s when I was young, milking cows, steers sows, we'd get a board and we'd have baby pigs, chickens, laying hens, roosters. The roosters got butchered. (laughs) Lucky them. But every diligent farmer is going to make sure that his flock is cared for. That they get good food, and they're growing, and they're healthy. He calls the veterinary, even though it costs money. No veterinary was ever called to come out to a dog. You had to make the farmer money, or you didn't get a veterinary. (laughs) But the cows and... and, uh, My dad found out that city people spent all this money on veterinarians. Ah! Silly city people. See, on the farm, if you want a dog, you just wait and another one will show up. (laughs) They never paid for them. City people throw them out in their car and, oh, here they come. Another dog. (laughs) Anyhow, that's my life on the farm. But that's an analogy that's used In the Bible the shepherds have to have in their heart a burning compassion that cares about the welfare of every one of the Lord's flock even more than their own well-being no elder is ever there to look after himself make sure he gets everything the elder looks after the flock. The praying for the sick gets a good reading, is a very good reading. Now sometimes in the Bible, especially the Old Testament, added to do, God Himself comes and does the visit. In a Theophany, like on Sinai, like at Babel, like through Messiah. God Himself had a visit to see the well-being of the Lord's flock. And what happened? The rulers over the flock rejected God and refused to care for the Lord's sheep. And so judgment came. This will happen all through the Bible. In Stephen's speech, Moses is out bringing a visitation, and the first time he came, they rejected him. Uh, Eric, one Timothy three one. Brian, you still got a mic back there? Why don't you be looking up Hebrews twelve fifteen?
1: Oh yeah, this is good.
0: First Timothy three one. Paul says the
1: saying is trustworthy if anyone aspires to the office of overseer. He desires a noble task, and uh, then he goes on to say, therefore, an overseer must be above
0: reproach. Exactly. Here's our word. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: you know, Bob, um, I was going to mention the term episkopos, and then you have poimen, and then there's presbyteros. Yes. Um, they're all used interchangeably. Just In Acts matter. 20. Yeah, and so what's interesting is a poimen is a pastor, presbyteros is where we get our term presbytery. And then Episcopos, they're all used interchangeably. Over yeah. It's the
0: same group of people.
1: Exactly. And so a pastor
0: is an elder. Okay, that's who God uses to visit. Yeah, amen. All right. But there's no guarantee the elder is going to do his job. <laughs> and if the elder is goofing up, God will come in judgment. He might bring the judgment of hardening. I think that's happening all over America. Because I personally have talked to pastors of huge churches and pleaded with them, preach the gospel to to the people. Let them hear the gospel. Let them hear repentance for forgiveness of sins. And if you don't understand the gospel, here's what it is. I, I preach it. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay, well, that's fine. Nice hearing you. Go away. We got a different plan. Does that mean that church is going to shrink? Not necessarily. They may be turned over to their own devices. Go ahead. Do everything you want to do, but in the end, you're going to come under severe judgment. That's right. Because you did not shepherd my sheep. Do you think God's sheep don't need the gospel? Do you think God's sheep? don't need pure spiritual food we can give them any kind of garbage we want even the pigs got good food on our farm because we wanted to sell them in the fall and make some money they had to be healthy pigs sure they'd eat the garbage but uh, it wasn't gonna help many what are you being fed my dear friends Pure spiritual food or the slob? And we're finding out that there are thousands of pastors who could care less. Not going to do it. And it isn't just the purpose-driven. It's also the legalists. There are pastors that refuse to preach forgiveness of sins, even though it's in the Great Commission in Luke. Why? Because they think if you know you're forgiven, you might go sin. So hang them, hang them over the pit, pile the guilt on them, and never tell them that they're forgiven. Right. Then they'll do better. Then they'll be good Christians. My next article is going to be about that. Pietism is garbage. It isn't pure spiritual food. We're supposed to tell people the forgiveness of sins. Jesus told us to. How dare we say, oh no, I don't want to preach on that. I want to make them feel guilty, guilty, guilty. Maybe they'll give more money to try to get rid of their guilt. Exactly, you got to pay yourself out of this problem. No, it's a free gift from God. So, did I give somebody Hebrews 12 15? See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be defiled. You know, I wonder if I wrote it here, where the word is in there. It's another form of of our word. I didn't. Anyhow. I've got the American standard. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, it's in another form there, our word for visit. So don't come short. When God comes... There's grace. Uh, Eric, do you have one? Can I give you a verse? No, 1 Peter 5, 2. I got to at least get through one slide today. 1 <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Peter 5, 2.
1: Shepherd the flock of God. He says in verse 1, So I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, as well as a partaker in the glory of that is going to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. And he goes on to say, not domineering over those in your charge. Yeah, there it is. Wow. You know, Bob, I was thinking, um, your series that you did on the work of the Spirit. Amen. That's an essential tag-on to this because the job of the elder is to get people into contact with the Spirit and that only yeah. comes through the Word. Yeah. But if we're reading into the text our own meaning, then we're divorcing the text from the Spirit. We're the Holy Spirit's spirit. not coming. Exactly. And that's what you're saying is a lot of garbage that's out there. It's the words
0: of man. The Holy Spirit's not coming
1: exactly. through the words of man. Right.
0: The Holy Spirit doesn't come through human wisdom. As Luther said, the Holy Spirit comes to us through the Word the Holy Spirit inspired the word and the Holy Spirit comes to us through the word and it comes through the meaning of the author not the reader if we read our own meaning into it we're not hearing from the Holy Spirit I got one more here that you can all turn to Genesis 50:24. well I don't know if, if you're all excited but when I found this a month ago. I had to go back and redo all of this yesterday because I wrote the sermon a month ago. And uh, my memory is just is okay. But I wanted to get this right in the front of my mind. I was so excited when I found this. Genesis 50:24. And Joseph said to his brothers, I'm about to die, but God will surely take care of you, in the Septuagint, Episkeptimi, God will visit you. I'm going to die. God had worked through Joseph, as Stephen preached. But now that Joseph dies, God will eventually, and he does it through Moses. The next thing Stephen goes to, visit you and take care of you. God is keeping the promise he made to Abraham in Genesis 15. You'll be in this other land, your descendants, for 400 years. Afterwards, I'll bring you out. There'll be a visitation. My friends, let me get this all in one idea here. Think about it. Since Messiah came, the day of visitation, God himself came to earth and visited his people. And when he did, unusual people were saved and expected people were judged. A woman came into a banquet that the religious leaders were having and they invited Jesus. A woman of the street, Luke seven, came in. Starts weeping on Jesus' feet, anointing him, wiping him with her hair. And these religious leaders saying, This man is no prophet, or he knows what kind of woman this was. What's this shameful woman doing at our banquet? And what's Jesus doing allowing her even to touch him? And then Jesus gives a little parable. And and then in that same pericope, Jesus says to the woman directly, your sins are forgiven. There in Luke 7, you have the idea of visitation. God visited the religious leaders in the person of Jesus, God the Son. The things that are, we're put to naught. Oh, no, we're prim and proper. We can't have this. We're the good people. We're the upper echelon. We're high society. Here's a prostitute crying on Jesus' feet. We've never seen anything so disgusting. When Jesus says to her, your sins are forgiven. When there's a visitation... There's either salvation or judgment. Dear flock and anyone listening on the Internet, let's think about it for ourselves today. We're under the new covenant, which is an extended period of divine visitation. Are we going to be like the Pharisees and be judged or like the woman of the street sins are forgiven I preach to you today under the authority of the great commission in Luke 24 repentance for the forgiveness of sins where the poor beggarly ne'er wells who need Jesus and Jesus announces to you if you'll come to him your sins are forgiven do you believe it jesus cares for your well-being talked to my daughter last night about this article i just wrote and she's been ministering to one of my readers who was very troubled and just helping this one person talks to her once a week and emails every day This lady was so distressed, and she's growing and growing. Jessica was reading my article. She said, well, you need to clarify the armor of God because she's going to think this is something more she has to do. Otherwise, the devil will get her. Because, see, that's what people are being taught. You've got to do it. You've got to be better. You've got to work harder. Try harder. Do more. You failed, aha, the demons are getting you. You need an exorcist. My article's trying to change that. And Jessica says, you need to tell her, tell her readers, the armor of God is the gospel, and it's not what they're going to do for God. It's what God did for them. My friends, it's not what you're going to do for God. You're not going to do any more for God and your own self than that woman crying on Jesus' feet but it's what God did for you. Your sins are forgiven. Therefore, you are part of what God's doing in his visitation, and you can care for the dying, the hopeless, the miserable, the lost, and God will use you. Let's close in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we certainly were never worthy For you to visit us. But you did. And Lord, thank you that you gave us grace to humble ourselves and recognize that visitation. And see that you're providing forgiveness of sins. And that you're taking us and making us a part of your kingdom. The kingdom of your beloved son. And we say, Lord, help us. May we do what you want us to do, always mindful of the heaviness, the kebab, the weightiness of your presence, so that we do care for one another and for the lost. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, thank you. One slide. I told you we weren't going to get very far. Hang on. Okay, important notice. Hang on to your outline. I think we might get to slide three. (laughs)